So apparently we need to talk about Dan Bongino and we will see if I still have a YouTube channel after we do that. And I want to try something new today, so stick around, put those judgmental caps on, and let me know what you think. Thank you for checking out the podcast. This is Right All Week, and I am Dave. And if you would like to interact on any of the social media networks, do please look for the username at Right All Week. If you haven't found it on a platform that you're hoping to engage, you can let me know by sending an email to writeallweek at gmail.com. And then, of course, on all of the podcast platforms, audio or video, engagement is the key. Please interact. Looking for comments, likes, shares, follows, all of it. These are the things that help us get past the big tech red tape and give us a boost in the algorithm. And hopefully we will uh, engage with some other people who are either like-minded or not, who can also uh, coalesce around these ideas and help us fight for our nation, which is the whole point. Now, I did say I want to try something different today. If you've been following the podcast for any length of time, then you know there's been kind of a bit more of a long-form address to one specific subject, and this is something that's kind of been a bit difficult for me sometimes. Which one of the myriad of things that are happening out there is the one that I should pick for today and hope that it's good for a while? Hasn't been always the case, which is obvious when you look at the view counts, but that's irrelevant. So here's what I want to do today. I want to hit a few of these that are like big right now and just address them as quickly as I can. And then I'll we'll select a few for the future, but I'm always looking for engagement. So let me know what you think about this stuff today. Let me know what you think about the new format. Let me know what you think about the subjects. And then let me know what subjects you think need to be covered in future podcasts. So I did say I was going to address Dan Bongino. What's going on there? Because Obviously, he's in a kind of a big fight with all of the big tech companies out there. He's kind of taken it to task. He's uh, he's already launched or been a part of Rumble, which is a pretty big deal now that we've got an alternative to some of the other video podcasting platforms. Okay, he also had, was a part of Parler, which you know, we kind of know the big story there. And now uh, he's doing something else, uh, Parallel Economy, and uh, he's really kind of been a instrumental figure. He believes what he says when he talks about taking on the fight and investing himself. You know, he's vowing his own personal treasures to to fight for the things that he believes in, and uh, including a publishing company. And, and this is very respectful. However, uh, you know, he's also on Fox, and uh, he's kind of getting uh, a bit of an attack right now. You know, he was already in the news because of all the other censorship stuff, but uh, coming into the news now because there was a bit of a, we'll call it a faux pas, a slip, a mistake, an error, whatever. The, all the whole point is he was addressing something specific on his show, and now people are trying to jump on that and say, oh, well, look, there are inaccuracies, there are factual errors, and there's this and that. The typical fake fact checker type of stuff that's going on. All right, so uh, here's the real story. The actual topic that he's discussing, irregardless, uh, is that even a word? And regardless of the actual graphic, uh, the what was being shown on the screen, what he was actually discussing is very important, very real, something that's been uh, not given enough attention, in my opinion, for years and years and years. If you're somebody who's familiar with the works of Thomas Sowell, then this stuff is kind of uh, familiar to you, but most people really, let's be honest, we're getting further and further away from some of the great days, and, uh, and those things really aren't being discussed. All right, so the idea that there is inferior healthcare in the places where Democrats who have been selling themselves as we're the ones who are going to take care of you in the inner cities, right? Because this is where the stronger, the more condensed populations and they market hardcore in there. Let us lead you. Let us take care of you because we care so much, right? But those are the very same places where they can't seem to, to keep 
needing more and more help. That's what it seems, apparently. More and more help. We haven't helped you enough. Let us help you some more. And this is cycle of abuse is really what's going on. Stockholm Syndrome to 11, all right? They keep bringing these people in and the needs keep getting worse and they keep bringing them in. But there are some fascinating statistics when you talk about the disparity between healthcare that's available to other people and what's available to these blue, solid place, inner city situations, okay? Because you've got people who are, if you were to to look at the deaths, and these things you can find uh, in Wall Street Journal, you can find, as I mentioned, R.A. Thomas Sowell. There's some other studies out there that are available to kind of stratify this and show you that you're actually better off, better off if in serious situations. If you are, need critical, serious, life-saving care, you are better off uncovered. No insurance, because it's all oh, well, health care. Really, it's not. It's not health care. It's sick care. But the Medicaid, Medicare, and if you're on these programs and you are in critical care, something that requires life-saving surgery, you actually are almost twice as likely to die. True, true statistic. Look for it. Google it. Prove me wrong. All right. Go find it. Twi- almost twice as likely. 90-something percent. I want to say 93, but, you know, it's been a while since I looked at it. If you have private insurance... That's how much better off you're likely to be. Or here's an even more amazing statistic. You could all better than 10% more likely to survive if you have no coverage at all. Why is this? Because the Medicaid, Medicare, it's not actually real insurance. It's not actually real health care. It's not even real sick care because so many of the decisions decisions were already made before you even got to the doctor. What are we supposed to do? What do we? This is what's going to get paid for this, and this is what's going to get paid for this. And these things are usually coded together, so they kind of have all of the. There's a whole program that's been pre-decided, pre-elected. This is the reason I picked on the whole COVID nonsense so much because everybody's like, "Oh, we need national guidance. We need national guidance." And I'd be like, "Did." Didn't we send these doctors to med school? Why do they all need somebody to come down and tell them from the national pulpit, this is how you're supposed to do things? I guess because they're not actually doctors. They don't know what the heck they're doing anymore. They just follow the rules in the book. And this is exactly what happens with Medicare and Medicaid. And this is exactly why people who live in inner cities where it's disproportionately black people who are disproportionately represented in Medicare and Medicaid who are disproportionately dying as a consequence of that. So that's the kind of stuff that Bongino was taking on in the show. And it's laughable that they would pick on him and say, oh, the graphic, uh, what you put on the screen, that was inaccurate. Meanwhile, he's actually trying to make a plea for help. You guys say you love the citizens. Why don't you do something about this broken healthcare system? Because they would actually be better off without you. Straight up. Would be better off without you. Okay? All right. So that was one of the first things. And uh, we'll see what happens there. But also, I was right about Joe Rogan, apparently, if you watched my most recent podcast last week. And I talked about the fact that Joe Rogan was actually making a mistake by not standing up and just telling everybody, go pound sand. Okay? I am not here to provide a balanced show for you. Just like... uh, I'm not here to provide a balance show for you, okay? If you actually want a balance, then we need something to kind of provide a counterweight to all of the narrative that is all over the legacy media complex, right? So he comes out and says, I need to do a balanced show. He also apologizes for the fact that some people don't like it. Uh, You won't hear me apologizing to somebody else if their preference is different than mine. You're allowed to disagree with me. That's fine. I don't care. Uh, I I hope that I can persuade you and we can come to some agreement about what is true because, you know, there is just the truth and that is the only truth that there is. All right. And we can do that through conversation and dialogue, much like Joe Rogan does on his podcast, which is 
huge. I would dare say he is uncancelable, but that's not the same as saying that they won't try to deplatform him just the way that they have done with so many other voices, just like they're trying to do to Dan Bongino right now. This is not the end of it, and we've already seen several podcast episodes have been just removed. They're no longer available. They're just gone, okay? So uh, I think that was kind of the first step, and the uh, we'll see what comes out of there, but I did say straight up, I was like, it's not over, all right? It's it's it, This isn't going to be the end of it, because as soon soon as you step out, if you apologize, they come harder. That's what they do. You've given them a little bit of encouragement. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. Okay. Let's see how sorry you really are. That's really what's happening to Joe now. So it's just going to get a little bit worse. And uh, the sooner he grows a backbone, the safer he's going to be. What he really needs to do is flip the script on that one and say, no, no, I'm not actually sorry about any of the things that I've done because I believe I'm doing something good for my nation, for my countrymen, for my viewers my followers, I'm trying to provide them with something good, and I'm not sorry that I'm doing something that I believe is a good product. So, uh, yeah, all y'all go take your opinion somewhere else. If you don't like it, that's fine. Take it somewhere else. That's what he really needs to do, and then maybe bring on some of the most controversial figures he's ever done. And uh, and if you can't do it on Spotify, then it's time to go solo, bro. Uh, follow the Dan Bongino model, okay? So it just seems to be Dan Bongino all of a sudden here. All right, so let me shift to another thing. I got two more stuff I want to talk about. I want to talk about the DOD committing fraud, and I want to talk about the truckers in Canada. So let's do the DOD. If you didn't know about this, it was August of last year when we passed the FDA approved the first of two vaccines. Uh, and interesting enough, neither of the two that they have actually approved, I think uh, one of them is from Pfizer for sure. The other one, I think I want to say is from Moderna. Fact check me. Uh, I don't care. All right. This, the, here's the important part. They're not available here in the United States. They are approving things that you cannot get. What? That's interesting. Why would they do that? But then days later, here comes the mandate. We're making sure government employees, government workers, people who are supposed to be fighting to protect us in the military, they are going to be required to get vaccinated. Here's the problem, though. How can I mandate for a vaccine that we don't actually have access to? Oops. Here's the solution to that. Of course, now we're going to just bring in another vaccine, and that's how you're going to complete your mandate requirements. Here's the problem, though. Uh, we have a word for that. It's called fraud, right? You can't just swap run product for another if you've entered into contract with somebody for a specific product. If anybody else in the country was to decide, I'm just going to play a bait and switch. Here, you want this? Sorry, you can't have it. Thanks for your commitment. Now, here's the other thing that you have to take in place of the one that we already discussed. If you do that anywhere else, you're going to be committing fraud. And these very same people write the laws that make sure that you pay for that. And now here they are saying that they're not going to have to pay for that. There's not going to be any consequence. Really, that comes down to us, right? Because they would sure as hell and heaven make sure that you paid for the consequence, that you were held accountable if you committed fraud of any kind. Try fraud, try defrauding the IRS and see if you can just be like, well, uh, you guys did the same thing with the COVID vaccines, right? Nope, not going to happen. In fact, they have got their own enforcement mechanism. They've got their own courts. They pretty much have their own everything. And pretty soon... Let's go into another topic. They want to get your facial biometrics and use location services to track you. So that way, IRS would have a, a Chinese level of surveillance and enforcement mechanisms to make sure that you didn't, could not commit fraud, that you would be forced to comply 
with all of their rules and their regulations. So how do we flip the script on this one and make sure that they are held accountable? We need to do exactly, everybody needs to be made aware. All right, they are committing fraud and it's a, it's a crime. This is an organized crime. This is what it is. This is what we put people in jail for. All right, so get the word out and let's hold these people accountable who are trying to do this. All right, and I said I wanted to talk about the truckers. All right, so talking about the truckers, Amazing, amazing uh, what's going on, the, the, the sheer number of them. I personally, I have been moved, like emotionally moved by some of the stuff that I'm seeing on the internet, the videos. Uh, the one that got me the hardest was uh, there was a, a police barricade and they were trying to stop the flow. They didn't want, as however many people were in this particular convoy, they didn't want them to be able to rendezvous with everybody else in the next city. So they had put up a blockade on the highway. Well, then these two giant uh, farming machines came and just like, created a whole new path around the outside of where the barricades were and then so that the whole convoy could then just go right around the barricade off road it wasn't it wasn't that big a deal for them after these uh farming machines had blown through first and uh i tell you what man that that's just amazing that there are people who are that passionate about their fellow man and about their ability to pursue liberty in the most genuine basic sense we're talking about bodily autonomy here is really what they're fighting for but uh, tell me, if you can, was ever there a time in history when the good guys were the ones depriving everybody of essential resources like heat and food? Uh, usually, that's not the good guy doing that, right? Uh, find me an example if you can. Drop that one in the comments. When in the past was it the good guy who was literally trying to deprive people, starve people, into, and manipulating them into compliance to anti these anti-freedom anti-liberty these uh vile these laws that these mandates that they're doing right now with the vaccines like running out of adjectives okay i'm sorry so that's what's happening. There's video on the internet now circulating. They're confiscating the fuel. They're confiscating the food. I'm sorry, did they do that for BLM? Did they do that for Antifa? Because I seem to remember that there was no logistical issues with those riots. Uh, there were bricks being delivered to those riots, were there not? And uh, how many, let me see, let's double check, how many buildings were burned down, smashed, people beaten to a bloody pulp, people being shot, and uh, the, the looting, the fires, all of the stuff that happened uh, during the quote-unquote <coughs> mostly peaceful protests. All right, compare that to your truckers currently in Canada. Honk, honk. Oh, I can't stand the honking. I haven't been able to sleep with all the honking. Again, uh, how many buildings have they burnt? How many people have they shot? How many people have they beaten senseless with skateboards? How many bricks did they have delivered that they have thrown in? How many uh, neighborhoods have they completely walled in and labeled an anonymous zone? I don't think you've seen any of that. But in spite of the fact this huge difference is, nope, the police, because I'm sure the police are the good guys in this situation, confiscating fuel, confiscating food, and on top of that, GoFundMe says, oh, sorry, we can't align ourselves with these guys. Never mind the fact GoFundMe totally aligned themselves with BLM, who is now also being held accountable for fraud because where did all that money go? Uh, so now we can't let these guys even have a monicum, a fraction of what was given to BLM because uh, the police who are all confiscating the fuel and the food, those are the guys telling us that it's actually dangerous, that there's violence breaking out. Was there violence? Oh yeah, against the protesters. In fact, the protesters have caused so little trouble, there's a video on the internet of people trying to fake that they have been injured, which is 
Amazing. If there's if uh, such a problem, why would you have to manufacture a problem? But they haven't. All right. So this is all the things that are happening. These, uh, no, I take that back. These are not all the things that are happening. These are just all of the things that I wanted to talk about today that were happening because I think each of these is indicative of the fight that we're in right now. Because it's coming to a point now where the, the, the elites, the, the they, we'll call them they, who believe that they should be able to rule over you however they see fit, and you should not be able to say or do anything about it. You just have to go along with it. Even if it means you have double the chance of dying in a sick care, even if it means that you are going to be starved and you're not allowed to protest your government, the people that you elected to represent you, and that is something that I saw as interesting, was like, oh, we can't throw out Trudeau is democratically elected. Oh, yes, yeah, so was Hitler. So was Hussein. So was Putin. I mean, the fact that somebody convinces everybody to get in the first time doesn't mean that we should just keep letting them roll over everyone once they prove that they're actually a, a tyrant. Uh, no, that's not how that works. Okay, that's where you are. You are up against the forces of evil, and, you're, and the expression is tyranny. Proud, greedy, selfish, tyranny, and they want to put the thumb on everyone. So, God bless you, Can the, the Canadian truckers who are fighting back. I feel like they're really showing everybody what needs to be happening, and it needs to be made a bigger deal. We need to get the word out. We need to support these guys, and hey, I would think it would be a good idea to see some more of it happening in other places where the tyrants haven't been put in check yet. That's really what we need to get to. The tyrants need to be put in check. All right, I covered all the issues that I wanted to talk about, and I really want to get some feedback. Tell me what you think. Tell me if you like this, and uh, tell me what you think would make it better. I'd really like to hear about that. All right. Thanks for watching. I appreciate you, especially if you finished the podcast. I hope that you'll come back and you'll check out some more content in the future. Again, this is Right All Week, and I am Dave, and this is where we talk about what's right, how it's right, and why it matters.